Hello. Hello, Marilyn. Well, good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh, you know, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, everything everything cool over there, chilling. It's, the show has gotten so early. Does it seem earlier to you? I mean, it is earlier. Yeah. I, I'm doing everything later now. Oh, we can move yeah. the show later. Do later. No, I don't. I don't want to step on your lunch. I um, uh, uh, my problem now is that like I now wake up at a solid like seven forty-five. Yeah, and then I have to be amplified to rock at eight thirty. Right, that's so close. Let's you know push it push it later. We'll do it later. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about it. Well, see, but also, but I also don't want to reject the idea that it might make the show better that I'm not with it. Oh, you know, when I, I want to use it. Let's use it. Utilize it. Right. You're actually. Or avoid it. Should we use or avoid? What do you say? Use in this case. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. I think use. Now, are you recording my side by any chance as well today? Huh? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Call recorder is getting your side. You okay. Know? Send that to me too, because I did a little, I, you know, I'm always, I hate to make any changes. Change is bad, Merlin. You know this. And so avoid. I made it. <laughs> avoid. <laughs> and so I made a change without wanting to. Uh, and so I like to have a backup. I like to have a backup. You're so mysterious. What what, what did you do? Oh, well, you, so you know, got a new you got a new picture in Skype. It looks like you're looks like you're uh, trying to talk to a pen. I am talking to the pen. That's hello. Um, I'm, you know, let me <laughs> let pen. me sell Hi, you this pen. Hi, Penny. My name is Dan. Not Penny's boat. Not Penny's boat. We have a man on your boat. That's right. That's a. That's we what we used to say. Well, that's you know, whenever my uh, our baby made a dookie. He'd say, ooh, ooh, got a man on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> then we wait five or six hours. God. I got stuff to do. I it's got 73 full, folders. And for us, it was one. a fight. And, uh, and, and mm-hmm. one of them, I won't say who, because, you know, they, they don't want to be embarrassed. But one of them, when you would tell them it was time to change them, they would say, no, I keep it. Oh. I keep it. Where did and my this was only a couple, couple weeks ago, so... <laughs> I'm it's kidding. your wife. It's your wife. That's true. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, <laughs> mommy made a dookie. So what's Keep up? It. What's up, up? Way up there. What are you what's doing? Up? Uh, oh God, Dan. Everything's everything's getting later. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh, you know what's going on? Well, I don't know what's going on. I'm very, very. I'm worried again about the you know the COVID. Very worried. Well, you have family. I do. Um, and up until fairly recently, I've been huh, optimistic is the wrong word. I've been doing a lot of magical thinking, you know, checking in with mom and making sure she's being good. Mm-hmm. And like everybody, you know, she's pretty restless. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's pretty sick of this. And most of all, she's really bored that it's all that people talk about on TV. But so far, so good. But Florida... It's not looking great. Let me ask you this. I don't know if I've ever, have I ever directly asked you this? How closely do you follow this topic? I mean, you know, closely in the sense that I, I read about it frequently. I read about it more than once. I was going to guess that you follow it less than most of my friends. It seems like this is not the kind of thing where you're going to obsess over it all day long. No, not at all, because I, I don't feel like there's very much, and this is a good topic, actually. I don't feel, Merlin, maybe you feel differently. I don't feel like there's a damn thing I could do about it. And with things that I can't do anything about, I, I try not to dwell on it because I wind up, I I find that I will go down a spiral if I do that. 
And so for That's my so own smart. kind of mental health, I have to, I have to disconnect to a certain degree because like I can, I can read about it and be informed about it and watch things on it. And after all of that, I'm still in the same exact spot that I was in before, which is I can't do a damn thing about it. I mean, I can, right. I can do the things that I'm told help, help myself and other people. So I do all of those things, um, whether it's social distancing or wearing a mask or, you know, whatever. And I, so I do, I do all of that. And what more can I do than the things that they recommend that I do? And so when I see other people doing different things, I can get upset about it or I can say, well, I'm going to continue to do the things that I can do. And, you know, it's, it's not like me telling somebody that wearing your mask so that your nostrils are poking out is, is incorrect. I don't, there's, you know, that's not, that's not going to end well for me. Right. If I do that. In, in part because of your height, personality and chemistry, you think? Um, or just like what is what is it particular to you? Is it, is it just is it, is it sort of a coping mechanism for applying to, to your not efforts? say something to someone? You mean? No, 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 no. I mean, like, I mean, like, for, I'm I'm projecting here, but like, I agree, I do agree with you. I, you know, you don't get to pick who you're related to, mm-hmm. and you don't get to pick what makes you horny. <laughs> like that's something that you are born with or grow into in a way that you just have to cat woman with for the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's just on you, but you do get, you do get to decide what, what gets your time and attention. Yeah. You, you, you may not get to decide what makes it intolerable for you to apply your time and attention in the case of something like ADHD or in the case of something like, you know, OCD or any of the many lettered problems. Right. But, but you do ultimately, this is a tentpole for me. Uh, is that you do get to decide, or if you're not deciding where to put your time and attention, you you, you need to learn that that is a decision that you make. And uh, so, like for example, my friend um, Alex Cox, who has her own um, banquet of mental and emotional and physical problems, mm-hmm. uh, says something often, which is like uh, you know, she says, she says, uh, sorry, they they say, I believe that it is that I should be applying myself to something like in my area, in my locality where I can make a difference or, you know, even on a national level, but doing something where like I am, I am putting my hands to a problem in a way that helps people I know and is causing a direct improvement on a problem rather than just choosing to, let's say, fret about everything. Cause right now right, for years now, for really our whole lives for, for millennia, probably we mm-hmm. could fret about everything mm-hmm. or we could choose to focus on something. Um, and I think that's really smart, even though I don't always do it. In the case of the, the COVID stuff, I, uh, I talked about the, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I talked about this with Syracuse that my, um, my aunt passed away a few weeks ago and, um, it was just, as you can imagine, uh, very difficult for my mom. Mm. But the one, I feel like one of the very few times I have been able to apply my malady to help somebody else was when I was able to say to my mom, listen, I know how much you want to fly to Memphis for, to comfort my uncle and to pay your respects, but it's so important you not get on a plane right now. And I was able to, I think, alleviate 
her, some of her horrible, one, one aspect of her terrible feelings about that by saying, look, this sucks. I'm so sorry, but it's so important you not do this. And here's A, B, C, D reasons why it, you just, it's, so, I, I said, I said, mom, if you died today, God forbid, I'm not getting on a plane. Mm-hmm. And that sounds, it sounds so horrible, but, and you know, and you go listen to, um, everybody out there. Uh, I, I don't like to promote things, but Roderick and I talked about this for basically over an hour on the show we put out yesterday. Just the, um, just the grave concerns about, you know, what's going on with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like what, what you can do, you're absolutely right. And, and I agree with you. I do think it's a good topic because, um, because I think one way to look at this stuff is that uh, you can, you can have a lot of, uh, you, you, if you're a good person, you could have a lot of empathy for other people and why they are the way they are. Um, but the truth is, Nobody has problems like I have problems because my problems are mine. Right. Your problems are yours. And I, I am so sorry that you have problems and that sucks, but I'm me and I'm the only thing that matters. And therefore <laughs> my problems are fundamentally more difficult, complex, and intractable than any problem that you will ever have. And I'm having fun with this. Not really, but that, I think that's really how most of us feel, which is that my problems are special because they're mine. Mm-hmm. And the way that I apply my time and attention reflect whatever my, I think the medical term is hangups, whatever my hangups are. Yeah. But we always have, if we choose to, we can find the wherewithal to direct our time and attention into things uh, that are beneficial rather than harmful, knowing when to use or avoid. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree. And you know, the, there is something, I don't want to get too into this side topic, but there's something about our culture that is different, I noticed, from other cultures that exist in the world. And, you know, I think there are extremes on both sides. Uh, but there are cultures where when they say, you know, for example, do do this thing for the good of all people, there are people who would immediately say, well, of course we're going to do that. Uh, there would never be the idea that someone might say, well, I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to. And right. I think that's a big difference between our culture here in, in the States that I've seen firsthand. And, you know, a, a, an analogy, a comparison, a little actually more uh, an anecdote. When I went yeah. to South Korea in 2000, um, and I, don't, I, will, I will bring myself and you and the listeners up to date on what was going on in 2000 in the world of cellular communications there were many, many different carriers here in the U.S., and they all had different technologies, and phones were incompatible with those different networks. So if you went and bought a phone, uh, let's say you were on Singular, um, your Singular phone wouldn't work on Verizon, and that Verizon phone wouldn't work on Sprint, and your T-Mobile phone, if that was even around back then, I think it was, wouldn't work on singular, et cetera. Or there might've been some cross compatibilities, but there were different phone technologies, the CDMA and forget what the other one is. And, and, when, and even when you could, the roaming, the international roaming charges would be usurious. Exactly. And so I knew that I wouldn't be able to have my phone in, in South Korea. But when I went there, it was amazing to me because first of all, in, in, in the States at that time, m- many people had cell phones, but not everybody. And in South Korea, I would have guessed that there's a ton of people with cell phones. There were, there were a lot, but not everybody that I knew had a cell phone back in the late nineties. 
Um, mm. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Say again. What year are we talking about? 99, 2000. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. No, no. I'm sorry. I misheard what you said was sure. the date you were there. That's it, it, wow. Yeah. No, I, I got my first mobile phone in 1999. Yeah. I mean, then that, I yeah. think that was a story of a lot of people getting their phones or, or if they did have them, they were off in their pocket or their bag or their purse. They weren't strapped to us like they are now. In well, South unless Korea, you're one of the biz dev guys and you had yeah. your Motorola on a holster on your belt. <laughs> That's right. But a lo- um, I would say at that time in, in the cities that I was in, which was Busan and, uh, and Seoul, especially, uh, everybody had a cell phone and even kids had cell phones. And what was amazing to me was that they were really small and really advanced compared to what we had available. And... They all just worked everywhere. Now, I'm glossing hmm. over a lot of the details of this, and this was a long time ago, and I don't remember all the details either, but I remember talking to a couple people there, and they didn't have the issues that we had here with competing companies, different technologies, incompatibilities. They all just worked for the most part, and a lot of their phones had multiple slots for SIM cards so that if you wanted to use it on two or three right. networks, you could do that, no problem. You could have multiple numbers on the same phone, you had what seemed to me like this incredible freedom of choice that we didn't have here in the United States. And the reason why, as it was explained to me by the person I was talking to over there, uh, who had been to America and the States not many times, uh, said, you know, they really only have one technology and everyone was quick to adopt it because it was clearly the good technology. And they just everyone got on board with it because they said, this is what we want people to do. And I'm always reminded of that whenever I I see how much resistance there is to things like that here in the States. Um, people don't want to be told that there's a good way to do it. They want to do it their way. Back to what you were saying before is your your problems are the most important ones. And that really is not the consensus in other in all other places. In some other places it is. But there, you know, and, and I'm guilty of the same thing, too, is, you know, like you want. You want to do the thing that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when I see people not doing that or I see people not caring or see people, you know, gathering when they shouldn't be gathering or whatever the issue you want to pick is, like, I don't want to follow it too closely because there's nothing that I can do about it other than right. feel bad about it. And like, am I changing the emotional zeitgeist of the nation by feeling bad? I think there's really something to that. If enough people feel a certain way, it becomes it becomes con- contagious and to consider the power of prayer. That's a real thing. If people all begin thinking and feeling a certain way, there is a current or a vibe or a wave that emanates from that. I mean, I feel that as a, as um voodoo as that kind of sounds like I believe uh-huh. in that kind of thing, that there is some way that enough people believing something or thinking something or feeling something that it becomes contagious. And there's a power to that. And you know, I don't morality know. In yeah. The, yeah. At least the uh, metaphorical sense. As long as we're on this subtopic, which is a second, very good subtopic. I think you, you are also, I don't know if unintentionally, but you're also nailing something that is um, so special and unique. <laughs> I assume about Americans, you know, if you, if you were born in Europe in the last 40 years, not unless not even, even like before the EU stuff, even mm-hmm. back when it was just the, um, God, I remember a reference to this on Faulty Towers in like 1974 <laughs> about the, in the episode, The Germans, 
where he's talking about, you know, oh, yes, now that we're all part of this, uh, whatever preceded the European Union. It was the, you know, as they were kind of, there was always the, the plan to move toward the European Union. But even back then, there were like these, the baby steps were into like uh, trade deals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and he says to the Germans, you know, oh, yes, now that we're all part of the same thing, uh, blah, 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 let's put it behind us and no need to mention the war. But um, if you were raised in Europe, I think there's a, probably a fairly good chance, especially if you were even middle class, that at some point you probably got on a train and went to different countries in Europe. Um, I mean, Europe is much geographically, I believe, much geographically smaller than the United States. And yet it encompasses, you know, so many different cultures and languages and foods and architecture and history and all those things. And everybody's mm-hmm. fought France and won at some point. And, <laughs> and so, but, but like, it, it wouldn't be unusual at all, even by a fairly young age. I mean, if you're, if you're in, if you were born in the UK, if you were born in Great Britain, you've probably been to Spain for a vacation. Um, you know, what if you, um, it's just your exposure to other cultures and languages, et cetera, is, is so much broader. You just run into more people who are not like you. And that's cool. It's, it's really good. I, I don't know if that makes you a different kind of person. It's not like Europe is without its authoritarian uh, poop heads. But um, America, in the same way that the East Coast is the default time zone for dinglings in America, mm-hmm. there, there's so many default settings for America <laughs> title. And, you know, I, I, I do feel like there is there really is an inertia about why things are the way they are and why they are not possible to change. Right. And um, and I, I'll give you a, a good example of that in a second. But, for example, not long after we started this program, I went to New Zealand um, to oh, go to that. a conference yeah. and do a talk. And New Zealand... I got to say, uh, you know, hey, I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free. But I'm here to tell you, uh, New Zealand is amazing. I I, I was utterly blown away by New Zealand in in the most amazing, subtle ways. You know, Canada, similarly. I mean, Canada is is so subtly like America 2.0. You go there, and the people are so much more kind (laughs) and and smart. (laughs) Like, just normal people are smarter Mm -hmm. in Canada. It's really weird. But in New Zealand, everybody was... Not just nice, but like, not as in like nice as in like, you know, Atlanta, Georgia nice. They were kind and their coffee was really good. And a bunch of stuff just worked. The best McDonald's I've ever had in my life was in New Zealand. That's crazy. Including my childhood. A quarter pounder with cheese that I had like four times the week, the week that I was in Wellington mm-hmm. was, it just blew me, it blew my mind how good it was. Um, but things are, when you go to other countries, you're like, this could also, to a certain extent, I believe, obviously, this is true going from state to state as well. But there are things where you're, where you're like, gosh, where I live, this is just not possible. So, like, I grew up mostly in Florida, and as we, uh, like you did, I think. Um, and there's just a lot of stuff, if you grew up in Florida, that's going to surprise you when you go someplace else, which yes. is that the neighborhood I live in now, I don't need a car. You don't need a car? Well, yeah, for a variety of reasons, many of them quite privileged. I live in an area where I can walk to everything. I have not driven a car in years. Now, with that said, my wife does have a car and drive a car. But but if I lived in Florida, I was so... Dan, when I lived, grew up in Newport Ritchie, Pasco <laughs> County, uh-huh. I was so hobbled by not having a car, but I was fortunate enough to have friends that did. 
And so if we wanted to buy records and, you know, go to Tampa and go to Vinyl Fever and buy records, we had to drive 40 minutes. If we wanted to go to the Lake Luton Civic Center to see Billy Squire and Rat, we had to drive mm-hmm. an hour or whatever it was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dan, if, if we wanted to go to the 7-Eleven a mile away, I mean, you could walk, but believe me, those sidewalks were not the first, uh, you know, top of mind idea when they built out Colonial Hills 3 and 4. Um, so anyway, you go somewhere else and you see what's possible and you see what another culture has chosen to embrace and part of the beauty of travel is that it gives you the opportunity to reframe the possible in your own life. Because again, like places that have embraced public transit as the primary way they want people to get around, um, you know, places that have decided to fund schools in a different way, what, whatever it is, I think what you're describing there, it can be really, um, can be really valuable to seeing what the possible is. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of McDonald's, the example that comes to mind for me, it's always just, it's crazy how this sticks in my mind. And there's like two levels of turns out to this. When I worked at McDonald's in uh, 1984 or in I, I remember saying to, uh, to Roland, the, uh, the, the assistant manager, I was like, you know, we throw away a lot of stuff here. We throw away these styrofoam boxes for all the sandwiches, we've got all these wax-coated cups we throw in the garbage, the straws, we throw all this stuff away. Again, this is 1984. Yeah. And I said to Roland, like, you know, do you think there's any chance they would ever consider, you know, doing some recycling of these things or to use things that could be recycled? And he's like, that is never going to happen because we need these styrofoam boxes to, to keep the McDLT, the hot stays hot and the cool stays fresh, right? We need that. The quarter pounder with cheese, the Big Mac, they all have to be in these particular scientific styrofoam boxes. The cups have to be this way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even knowing at the time, you know, you could drink all the Coke you want as long as you don't use a cup because we charge for cups, not for Coke. It's the cup that's expensive. And now you come, you flash forward a few years and like <laughs> so much of what they would make became either recyclable or in many cases, straight up compostable. And so there was a time when that was inconceivable. Yeah. And I, I'm not putting this on, uh, you know, the McDonald's corporation or their wonderful franchisees, their beautiful voters, but you know, <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying though? It's like things that at one, at one time seemed utterly impossible later become a no brainer. And yeah, maybe it's time, maybe it's technology, maybe it's cultural Change. Think about uh, gay marriage. Think about the uh, the change in how people feel about letting uh, people of the same sex get married. How much that's changed in ten years? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Mind- that that one that and pot are the two that I think in some ways blow my mind the mm-hmm. most. Mm-hmm. Where how how that has turned around those two topics from when I was coming up. Woof! What a mm-hmm. difference. Sorry, I'm carrying on. No, I um, agree. I just I like, wanna, I like I, these topics. I mean, I, I like it too. I want to agree with you on what you're saying, especially that what you just mentioned in in uh, you know same sex marriage and weed. And it's funny because to me, both of those things are things that I think a lot of people care about passionately, and a lot of other people don't care about at all. Um, whether weed is available to someone who's of legal age or not doesn't affect me in any way, unless I'm the person that, that wants it. But, um, if I don't want it, that's my choice not to use it. You know what I mean? That, Mm -hmm. and that's one of those things that's just really, I think it's so interesting why people have such strong opinions about things that don't affect them at all. 
And, (laughs) you you know, and, and yet when something potentially does affect them, that seems important, they're kind of blase about it. Um, I don't know. I don't understand why there is that. I I think I do. I think I do understand. Um, I think there is, you can really feel this right now. Look no further than the mourners for the lost cause who have such a hard on for keeping those Confederate statues up. Um, Should that be a big deal to them? Well, I don't know. I mean, I would like to think that they would say, if this, if there is some kind of like (laughs) growing up in Tallahassee, like so many streets are either named after produce or a Confederate hero. (laughs) And um, should, should should you just be, should you, should you just be okay with not calling this Calhoun street, this, this main drag? I mean, he was a pretty bad guy. I've had a lot of fun on Calhoun, but uh, it's, I, I, I take the idea that a traitor to the United States who fought for slavery is maybe not the best thing, you know, for naming. But I do feel like, and I don't mean to pick on the racists, they're having a hard time right now, but um, I do feel like there's a certain kind of loss aversion about culture. And so when, when, when you, what you're describing here is, is a more, I don't want to say libertarian or libertine, I'm not sure what the word for it is, but to say, <laughs> hey, it doesn't harm me. As long as you don't use that pot to get really wasted and then like drive your car into my house, like why would oh, I but care? See, but see, that's a separate thing. Driving under any kind of influence is illegal. So whether that, that comes from yeah. your prescription medicine for your back yeah, pain. Yeah, but I mean, there, there is also dr- the problem of, I mean, there is the problem of the, the person who's had too much to drink is, for example, is not exercising the best judgment because right. that's what alcohol does to you. But I no, you're right. I take your point. I mean, I think we could probably agree though that like, you know, it's, it, kindness costs nothing. It costs nothing to not be actively horrible to another person, unless you think that what that person is or does is harmful to you or something you care a lot about. So like, you know, whether this is Colin Kaepernick, whether this is this, the bugaboo of like, you know, uh, the bugbear of uh, flag burning or all of this stuff, it's cultural loss aversion. And so you have found a way to care about everything because everything is about you and everything is about being either a, a, a user or a void in your own life. Is this harmful to me and the things that I believe? You know, and so, I mean, I'm not ready to call this over yet, but I think it's been agreed for a pretty long time that uh, that the left has mostly won the culture war. We got the better culture. Trump was not good for comedy, let's be honest. (laughs) And also, but you know what I mean? Like, there's just this idea that like, the loss of version that I feel about my own culture is going to be exercised in ways that necessarily affect millions of people that I don't know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that I know them. So how does this relate? Well, it relates a lot to like being from Europe or whatever. Not to say, again, the UK has some serious problems (laughs) <laughs> with the right, with right wing nuts, Germany has had a little trouble with that in the past as well. Yeah, but you, I've I've long held that it doesn't take, it takes a surprisingly small amount of exposure to people who aren't like you um, to make you less terrible about those people. And and for me, um, the, the two big examples of that are black people and gay people, neither of which I'd had a lot of exposure to um, until. <laughs> Uh, college, and especially until I moved to other places. 
So these people just become these ciphers for whatever it is that you fear losing. And so you have to attack them in the abstract. You're, you're, you've got some notional, you know, lesbian or black man in your mind who, who must be stopped because of what they represent to you and your culture. And in that instance, it's the opposite of what we're talking about. It isn't like we're not talking about public transit in schools, although those certainly have come up in the history of being horrible to other people. But it seems it's really just, it's really about a, a kind of abstract loss aversion about culture that just makes people systematically terrible. Systematically terrible. <laughs> so they're systematically terrible. I don't know where I'm going with this. Dan, I'm not awake yet. Tell me about something you like. Uh, I would love to tell you about our old friends at Backblaze. Oh, I use Backblaze. Backblaze. You do. I like Backblaze. I like me back some Blaze. Backblaze. Backblaze is unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs. It is $6 a month. You can back up your documents, your music, your photos, videos, drawings, projects, basically all of your data, and you can restore files anywhere. This is the cool part. You can directly download them on the web. You can even restore them by mail if you need to do that. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So you purchase a restore via hard drive, and they will overnight FedEx it back to you. And after you restore, you return them the hard drive, and they give you a refund on it. How cool is that? So Instead cool. of waiting like years for your data to come back, they just eh, here's here's a drive done. They've got mobile apps that allow you to access and download your files on the go, and they have a number here. They have sent over fifty billion files have been restored for customers. That's talking about saving people from lost data. That's fifty billion files. They've got. A free, fully featured, no credit card required trial. You go to backblaze.com slash back to work. Special URL. And uh, that will show them where you came from. You came from this show. And it will help us continue to support the show. And you will get a fully featured 15-day free trial. Backblaze.com slash back to work. It's very cool. There's no gimmicks. There's no add-ons. There's no gotchas. There's none of that stuff at all happening there. And... uh it, it couldn't be better. I use this on all of the computers that I have. I have nowadays I use Windows as well as uh, Mac and I use it on both. I have it on my family's computers, like everywhere and everything. And it it's so nice because it just works. It runs in the background. You don't have to think about it. If you're going to record a podcast, you pause it so it doesn't do stuff in the background and then you unpause it and it does stuff. So you've got control I'm trying to think of what else someone would have to ask about this. If you're not backing stuff up, Ugh. Oh my they're, 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 they're part of my backup stack for sure. Yeah. Um, I love them. And can I, can I, can I give one note here philosophically yeah. on why I love Backblaze? Absolutely. I'm going to, I don't, I know most of the sponsors will tell us sometimes formally, please don't mention other products, but <clears throat> I'm just going to say, you can tell that Backblaze philosophically is different from say your local gym or the Olive Garden never ending pasta pass. Um, they're different. Because if you, your gym wants your money, but they don't really want you to go there that much. They, like the airlines, they oversell yeah. in, in such a way that if everybody went to the gym on the same day, which they won't, <laughs> they <laughs> because won't go they're at all, Olive Garden <laughs> exercising their never-ending pasta pass. Olive Garden doesn't want you to spend nine weeks eating pasta every day. That, that, that's not good for them. No. Backblaze is one of those companies where you can tell... Um, oh, they don't want you to need to use their product uh, for, for restores. But it really, you can tell when you use it that your 
first of all, your security is very much in mind. I, I love that I get to set my own encryption key and they bug me for it every single time. And I love that. I, I, I think it's so cool that it, this isn't one of those, like just put a coin in the slot and it spits all your stuff up over unsecured internet. They want you to, they want you to, when you need to use their product for restore, I like that they take it seriously. And uh, as everybody, you will someday have a story about how Backblaze saved your bacon. I have numerous stories like that. Sometimes it's stuff from uh, earlier today. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's stuff from years ago. But you will at some point really be so happy that you can go in and find the thing that you didn't know was gone. Now, now if they offered a never-ending pasta pass, I'd apply for that. That's Come something you might do. You would consider that, sure. I mean, I don't know. It's a, yeah, every, everybody needs to grow their business, you know. Well. So what do people go down? What, what, what do they do? Backblaze.com slash back to work is the place to, work. to go. And I'll, okay. I'll add one more thing. They, this is not in the notes. They didn't ask me to talk about this, but I'll tell you just another thing that Backblaze does that is really cool, really quick, because it's, it's important. I think it's important to mention it, is they have something called B2, which is cloud storage. It is mm. S3 compatible cloud storage at about a quarter of the price. Yeah. And uh, really, yes. And what if I can get that for my Synology, I need a better solution for backing up my Synology. You know, you should look into it. I have not tried that yet, but now I want to try that. They're all, most of the, most of the cloud backup things either offered by Synology or for Synology. Oh, look at this. No, no. Talk- pause right there on the main page. Just went there. There is what? a huge image of the Synology. It says NAS devices <gasps> for your business backed up to B2 cloud storage. I've got a whole Shut section. Your dud- for it. Shut What? Yeah, and it says what? make Backblaze B2 your cloud sync destination All on right. your Synology NAS and save time every time you sync. Save Why up to are you screwing around, people? Go get the Backblaze. Get the Backblaze. Versus Amazon S3. It's, so, not, Black, it's not Blackblaze. It's Backblaze. 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 And if, and, if, and if we're not supposed to mention competing products, but they have the, the word Amazon S3 on their page, then I think it's fine to do it. So okay, go check them what out. About, what about the pasta guys. pass? Can I get a pasta pass for my Synology? Why Ten not? I say terabytes yes. of unlimited pasta. There you go. It's Backblaze. Backblaze. Thanks, Backblaze. Thanks, guys. Oh, I need a nap. So early. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, knowing where to focus your attention. I. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just. It's. You know. The other thing is like, and I'll own this. I don't know if this makes me a confederate, but like, you know. We have it so easy compared to so many people right now. So, mm-hmm. so, so easy compared to so, so, so many people right now. And so it's not, it's kind of unseemly to talk about what makes one's life difficult right now. I mean, I don't, my job is so farcically easy to begin with. My kid is so easy to deal with. If My, my main beef with my kid is I wish she wouldn't look at TikTok quite so much. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, she's perfect. My my wife is a dream, and her job is very doable from home. We're so fortunate right now. But if I were to allow myself a um, a concern, apart from the health concerns of me and my family, I really wish my kid could go back to school. It's it, it's eating me up, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much, especially to her, but it's eating me up how much of her childhood is being memory-holed right now. I mean, she's got the childhood. It's on the books. The calendar still does calendar things, but like it's killing me that she, she can't see her friends. 
she can't, she's just at an age where like, she's really come into her own in so many ways, including that she can just, she can go places. She's old enough now where, you know, it started with like, okay, go walk across the street and we'll wave and then you'll come back. And by last year, uh, you know, fifth grade, she was walking to school at home by herself. Again, walkable neighborhood. Very cool. Go to the library, pick up. She gets the push notification that her book is available. She can go to the library and pick it up. She can go with her friends after school, after school, without us. She and her friends can go to Starbucks together and then take the bus home. Like, oh my God, what an exciting time. That's such an exciting time to get to go be your own person out in the world. And it's eating me up that she cannot do that right now. She can't like enjoy that and practice being independent. They've been robbed. I guess so. I don't, have I, you have you gotten word on whether the schools there will will be happening in August? It's a mess. It's it's a necessary mess. But yeah, it's the worst of every world. I mean, I mean, the, uh, I don't know if it's officially settled, but like a lot of places, it's going to be a very disappointing mix of go to school once or twice a week with the home stuff, and I guess everybody will just get like a Mary Poppins assigned to them to like take care of their little kid while they go to work yeah like if you're if you're a female teacher a single mom with two kids how's that going to work out yeah i mean think about that now you've locked your keys inside the teacher like <laughs> what the f are we doing with that do you, do you follow like yeah. who's gonna i mean who, who uh <laughs> who, who children's the children like what's gonna happen with all of those kids who have parents who are teachers i don't know i mean there's so much that's gonna have to change mostly so many things we don't want to be different and other things we don't realize need to be different. We should have realized years ago, but boy, is there ever going to be a, a, a reckoning <laughs> uh, in the next year or so? Yeah, don't I you think? think? So. Yeah. I mean, we were just told recently. Yeah, so tell, uh, me what your, tell me what your kid's plan is. Well, last week um, we got the email from the school saying that um, as, as, uh, as it stands right now, schools here in Austin will be open uh, in August and all kids, the way open. Yeah. Kids will be going to school physically in the buildings being taught, etc. Terrific. That'll work out great. That'll work out great for almost a week. Probably. <sighs> I mean, that's before they have to just shut the entire thing down and the teachers are su- too sick to even go remote. I, that's, that's their plan as it stands right now. I mean, like the, again, Dan, it's, I've, I've reached an age and a comportment where I'm trying not to assume that everybody's stupid. I, I'm trying to always just assume good faith and that people know more than I do. But I just, I flatly do not understand that. That is, that seems impossibly optimistic to me as I sit here today. Um, Just, I mean, again, Roderick and I went on about this for an hour yesterday, but like, this is not the second wave. This is still probably the beginnings of the first wave. And yet we're continuing to reopen before we have broken the back of this mother. Mm -hmm. And it's killing me. It's just, it's just killing me. All the, all the pain, not that I went through, my life is impossibly easy. The pain that people have gone through for the last three months to get us up to, I guess I'm sick of my face acne from wearing a mask. So now I'm just going to go hoot and holler at a bar. 500,000 people in LA went to bars when they reopened. Wow. And now go look at LA. Yeah. You know, um, there was a case of, I think it was, was it 50 or 80 people, cases all linked to a single bar. And you're going to have kids go, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I've become, I've become boring about this. I just, I, I, I'm, it's, this has been such a shock between the COVID stuff, the worst COVID stuff, the, um, 
the George Floyd protests on top of that. And then I guess we're not worried about that anymore, but because now we're back to COVID because, oh boy, is COVID ever back for us? <laughs> and it's still, I, I, I am not innocent of this, but it's still shocking to me how much we have not really confronted how many people in America are dead because of this. And I think we have, we are still very far from confronting how many more people will die, but also how many more people will become ill and then have chronic health problems for the rest of their life. Dan, it has now been uh, realized or noted that asymptomatic people who got COVID, no symptoms at all. They, mm -hmm. it, they got it, it went away, and they're all fine, but they're not fine. Because guess what? When you go in and check, they're going to have lung damage for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about this. If, if that was the only thing, if the only thing was, oh my gosh, guess what? There's a thing that made, made everybody sick. Remember that time you thought you had a cold? You, you didn't have a cold. Oh, and by the way, now you have chronic pulmonary problems for the rest of your life. And we're not confronting any of this. We're, we're just acting like we're just like a, we're like a, we're like our kids. We're just like bored, anxious, pent up cabin fever babies who, who want to get out there and now think that masks are some kind of a Orwellian crime against God. And it's, it's all so, it's peak stupid. It's systematically stupid. And there's not, there's not enough grownups to stand up and say, this is what we need to do. Not to get back to normal, there, there never was a normal, but now there especially will never be a normal. But we're not going to be able to get back to anything if you all die. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry. We should talk about pound sign productivity. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, I vented. Do you want to vent? You got anything you want to vent about? No, no. Other than just. Just so, I'm just so goddamn angry about no, and, it. And I know it makes the, me matter every day. But Ugh. like, this is, this is what I'm talking about is that you know, like you get angry when you think about it you get upset or frustrated when you think about it. And other than the people that are directly in your own particular sphere of influence, there isn't, there really isn't anything that, that we can do. And I always, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person that I would like for people to wear masks a lot more than we wear them. I would have, you know, like, during flu season, it would have made me very, very happy to have been able to walk around with seeing people with masks on and me wearing them. I think that would have been fine. But I have like OCD and I'm a germaphobe. So like mm -hmm. for me, it's not a it's big an easy deal. sell. <laughs> yeah, it's super easy yeah. sell. Yeah. Right. And, and well, and, it's like me, like me, me being like uh, uh, not liking people, um, not a tough sell to say stay at home and, you know, cook a steak. I can deal with that. That part's easy. Yeah. And and I think for a lot of people, they feel like they're the confusion is that people are in, in at least here, their natural inclination is if you tell someone to do something, they will say no, even if they wanted to do it five <laughs> minutes before. Well, you have mm -hmm. to wear well then I'm not wearing it. Screw that. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you told me I had to do it, I'm not doing it. And and the reality is you know, and I saw something on uh, Reddit of all places that said mm -hmm. it was like an image and the image was like text. And it said the mistake that we made in America was telling people to wear masks for the benefit of other people. 
<laughs> right. Uh, uh, that's a really, that's, it's so true. And of course now everybody, not everybody, but the people who know are saying, well, it absolutely helps other people, but it probably helps you too. Burke's, yeah. uh, Dr. Burke said this recently is that like, it does, it probably does help you too. And you but know what? You're right. It was, you a, it, was a, it was one of the many failures of messaging was acting like you should do something to, for a, help, to help strangers. Other people. Right. <laughs> and, you know, but here's the thing. And this is the thing that that's interesting to me is that if I was carrying a, a box walking into the UPS store to drop it off and the box is big and my hands were uh, both involved in holding and balancing the box and there was somebody by the door and I said, hey, buddy, could you grab that door for me? They said, of course I can. Sure. But they don't want me to get in line ahead of them. And it's <laughs> this interesting. Wow. That's that's really good and really true, not least because. Of course, you are another human. I've been in your situation. I would be more than happy to help you. you. You know, if you wanted to say thanks, that's fine. But like, of course, I would want that help. But on the other hand, then suddenly you become not another human being. Now you're... <laughs> I'm an you're obstacle. An you're an opponent. <laughs> I'm an opponent. <laughs> not an enemy, but an opponent. <laughs> right. I love that. And But it's it's there's that interesting division in... You know, like, sure, I'll open the door for you, but I, I don't want you in front of me. And then, and that is like, it's the same thing that I see. And I've, I'm teaching my kids when I, whenever I drive and they're in the car with me, I explain this to them. I say, you have to remember that the people around you, uh, the, the ones that they, you know, they see you driving and there are no cars behind you and they're turning right and they're looking at your vehicle and they're trying to make a decision they're not saying, should I go? They're saying, can I make it? And this is the subtle difference. Yeah. Not Oof. it should be, should I go? But it's not. It's can I make it? So what happens is they pull out in front of you. Wow. And then they're driving. And now they're in front of you with less than a car length to spare as they turn out. And I look in my rear view and there's no cars for a mile uh, or a kilometer for those of you in, uh, in New Zealand. And miles, so, miles, are, miles are essentially uh, long kilometers. That's all they are. And so, mm -hmm. but if the person had been thinking about it, they would have said, hmm, I can either pull out and become an opponent of the person in front of me. Why would I want to me. wait four seconds? Or, or I could wait and then I can go as fast <laughs> as I want. No one's going to tailgate uh -huh. me. I don't care. <laughs> can and, I make it? But That's this good. happens all the time. Every time that I'm driving, I, I, I agree. It's part of that. Again, that's cultural loss aversion, right, which right. is, and, and like, this is now becoming part of our culture. I don't think Donald Trump created this, but he certainly um, has reminded us how many people really feel like everything, everything is a, is a fight and every fight must be won. Mm -hmm. Also, also everything should be a fight. That's the other thing <laughs> is that, you know, and we see this now. I mean, there's a thing that I, I wouldn't say, I'll pretend that I'm quoting someone else, but I see a lot of Trump um, in my side the last few years. Yeah. Why is Twitter so horrible? Well, Twitter used to be horrible because of Gamergate and uh, Trump people. But now Twitter is also horrible because of people on my side who have adopted this same scorched earth tactics of assuming that every other person is exactly as horrible as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And they must be defeated. You are either my dearest ally or my greatest enemy there is no other kind of person. If you do not join my side, grinding these other people into dust, these other strangers who I have some reckons about, if you don't help me grind them into dust, you are necessarily history's worst monster. 
And I think I, I, you go in and you go, if you got the guts, go look at any time Trump makes a toot and go look at who is the most insufferable in that thread. And it's all the orange Cheeto people on our side who are like, their insults like expired in 2016 and they're still at it. And, but uh, yeah, there's, there's a real, uh, I feel like it's a, I don't know, maybe it's because, you know, you speak the cream rises and I increasingly think that the cream sinks and the poop rises. Um, because maybe that's just all we notice now, but there's so much acrimony and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like do some kind of there, there, like let's all kumbaya. I'm not trying to say that at all. I think some people are right and some people are wrong and other people are just bellicose. Um, and they just want to have everything turn into a war. Now, what's funny about almost all of those wars, not all of them, but a lot of those wars, isn't it strange? There was a moment, let's say there's a given issue. And let's, let's you know, abstract this a little bit. This could be from any time in the last few years. There's an issue that suddenly becomes extremely hot. Dun, dun, dun. And suddenly we all have to march into battle on the same side and pretend like we've all equally cared as much about this as somebody <laughs> who's dedicated their life to that right, issue. Right. And so we change the color of our icon and we start yelling at people and we decide who's canceled party. And oh, we go just thundering that. into war over that. It. And then what happens? Like days weeks, sometimes months, but usually weeks or days, crickets. And like suddenly that thing where you, you needed every single person in your world to agree with you intensely that we've always felt this way. I've always cared this much about this thing. You just don't hear about it so much anymore. And the people who've been doing the actual work on the, on the ground, doing the shoe leather activism for the thing that they care about, continue to do their work. And all the tourists have, you know, gone back home. And it's, it's, it's so dispiriting. And it's like, so, so your only option then is to like pretend that you're somebody whom you are not every time someone demands that of you. And like, who, what part of you is left after that? After doing that so many times, what part of you is left? Well, the, the, all that appears to be left of you, the, the person marching into battle with their sword unsheathed, it just seems like mostly you're somebody who's a cafeteria activist and bully. And it really sucks. Yeah. Boof. Mm. This show will never air. No, we'll never. Well, I've got iOS on, on all my uh, oh, iOS good, devices good, good. and yeah. I've got it on my laptop. And uh, uh, let me just stipulate, I'm not looking for sympathy. I don't know why I said any of this to John Syracuse. But um, I'm not looking for sympathy. But yeah, my phone's a little bit borked right now. And I'm really hoping today is Tuesday, June 30th. I'm really hoping there's an update today. I think there's something going on with um, the, my, the beta on my phone and WebKit. I think there's something WebKit going very awry. Because mm. I get f like delays that turn into failures in Safari for almost every page I go to. I get the error that like thus and such thing has just you know failed repeatedly. This error can't be found. You know what I mean? But I also when did get that it start? Was, has that been that way since the beginning, or um, or new? Uh, after it was? I think it was after a few days, and I'm not smart enough to do this on my own, and I'm not brave enough to ask somebody for help. And I'm, uh, I'll probably eventually send a feedback. I don't know what to do the feedback. We used to call it radar, but I don't know what to do the feedback quite about because it's so weird. So, for example, like I say, Safari uh, just really not doing great. But for example. Amazon app also is like 
mostly unresponsive. Gmail, which I don't know if Gmail is a web view. I yeah, don't really. Oh, I, right. I don't know either. I don't use that one. Gmail is unresponsive. And good. like, as in like, you can't, like I go to look at the mail and I can't uh, slide or click to view the email. Um, and, but no, the, the one that made me really go, ha, was Amazon, which I'm pretty positive is a web view app. Um, I, now stuff like Eero continues to work great because I have every confidence that Eero is a native app. But what do we mean by web view? Well, you can tell, you can tell the, the listeners, it's my understanding that like a lot of times the fastest way to get an app out the door is to basically kind of package a, a standard website right. with special Chrome. What do you, what is a web, what is a web view app? Yeah. I mean, you described it perfectly. It's, it's instead of building an actual like full on application that is native, you're just taking a web browser. And like you said, putting Chrome around it, doing a little bit of a design around it so that it's the same thing as opening the site in a web browser. It just has a nice little wrapper around it. And it's, it's cheating, I think, but it's, it's good cheating. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's, it's something that a lot of places do and it's so damning sometimes. I remember, God, Adobe put out that terrible, terrible app for like signing things. I forget what it was called, but Adobe had this horrible app for like, you know, being like, get your mortgage. You just sign it electronically. And it was the crappiest looking, crappiest implementation of a web view i think i've ever seen down to stuff like repeated ui bits in in the chrome and the page that's being framed it was just the worst so anyway um again i know what i'm in for i'm glad i've done it the i uh, i'm not recommending that you folks do but ipad os uh 14 on uh on a big ipad with the uh, the fancy case is glorious mac os boy Oh boy. Have you tried it? Are you running the new? I got it on my laptop oh. and I, I thought I dropped a nib or something because the menus are very, very upsetting. The The menus are, there's a lot that's very, very bad. Hey, you, you remember, you remember how, you know how it's kind of funny. I mean, I personally, I liked the Scott Forstall look on iOS. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, I thought it was neat that there was some dimensionality to it. I thought it, I thought it was very Apple in some ways, you know, down to like, oh, the leather binding and the stitches and all that kind of dumb stuff. But the bevels on everything, the shadows, the skeuomorphism of trying to make your phone look like something that it's not. I thought in some ways it was very cool. I, I think what replaced it is good, but it has its own problems. Just because it's not skeuomorphic anymore doesn't make it 100% good. If you didn't like the Scott Forstall look. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself if you want 10 times more of that on a Mac. Dan, have you gone in and seen what things look like on Mac OS now? I mean, Mac I've, OS, right? That's what we're calling I mean, it now. Yeah, I've watched the videos of it, but uh -huh. I, I, I thought it looked well, kind of cool. Think, what, what yeah, you, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I mean, Let I me will you. still, I will, I maintain mm -hmm. that um, the X Windows system motif uh, is still. The most superior graphical user interface. Uh, what I is miss that? It. Motif that? is. I'll send you a little a little screenshot of it. Um, and you you would have had it as FVWM two maybe on yours. Hmm. Um, oh, what is that? We'll talk about it. Some ears. Okay. Look at look at those look at the 
window borders yeah. and this is what windows i mean this me. is this is what you're what you're showing me here is really an, it's it's no nonsense yeah. it's like this is is this unix no this is windows yeah, yeah unix oh say x windows but it's for unix okay yeah. of course it's unix look at the duh looking at it's it's the, it's uh, is that like it, a running a top not top what is that what am i looking at here yeah top okay wow you know that that's that was fine that's all i needed that's all we needed well, it's so funny that now on the screen in this thread, I can see these beautiful windows. I can see uh, the icon I'm going to talk about in 20 seconds. And I can see the 1845 map of Florida. Wow. Mm. Isn't that a hell of a thing, that map? Not, not map. Sorry, flag. Flag. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't know that. But I didn't either. So I said this to Dan last week. I, I had never seen the 18, what is purported here to be the 1845 flag of Florida. It is really quite a thing. It, it, it's, like, it's like somebody made a flag out of three different flags. It's not real. That's plus not real. some clip art. Is that real? I think it might be real. Is, it, is, the let, is the let us alone supposed to be running into over into the Mexican flag in the way that it is? Not Mexican. Is that Italian flag? I, that's, what, that's what made me... Yeah, not believe it. This seems like this seems like a prank. It has to Dan, be. Dan, I put macOS on my um, recent 16-inch MacBook Pro, um, and there's some really cool features. There's there's a lot to like about it. It's you know pretty good, but boy, there's, there's a lot of the design choices that are very upsetting. Maybe this could be our show art. What I've sent you, Dan, <laughs> here is the icon for the battery uh, on my Mac. Book Pro. That's not okay to me. That I. That's not. I. I look mm-hmm. to me like some of the icons that I saw in the screenshots and stuff. Yeah. It looked. Have like, you seen? Have you seen? I believe it's the icon for messages. Yeah, that's the one. It looks like there. It's it ex- well, it exists out of space, out of any relationship in space. So the thing is, what is the icon for messages? It's like a speech bubble, right? That's you know, kind of like a cartoon speech bubble. Yeah, right? cartoon cartoon bubble. It has both it it has depth as in like it's like a it's, it's an actual bubble it's, it's actually got dimensionality and i believe it casts a shadow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that it's wrong make, everything that is wrong doesn't about make it. any sense at all no i mean that's th- this is like something that has been created to make me insane and i'm so angry that syracuse <laughs> is not mad with me for once, it, I thought this was going to get bond on. And look at this thing. It looks on. like this battery thing. You got to put this in shower. It looks like a baby bottle or or, or a penis with a battery in it. What, what a nipple? What what am I looking at here, Dan? No, what it, is that? What what battery looks like that? I've never seen that before. It's it's a. It has a it, positive but no negative. Maybe it's, the, it's maybe it's uh, inter battery, sexual. Uh, yes, it's it is. The outline, the green, for those who are not looking at the show art, it is... Go look a, at the show art. This thing is such garbage. A oh my green God. battery, out, the outline <clears throat> of a green battery with lots and lots of shadows and uh, an aqua. It's like somebody spilled a box of, uh, or a jar of Kai's power tools on it. It really does. And, and then inside of the battery <sighs> is another God. green... <sighs> percent with a 90 percent on it it's very weird i don't like but the it. percent is just like it's it's just i mean like I, I would almost have more respect for them if they gave it an inner bevel or something to say like oh the battery has this built but it's just some san francisco slapped on there and it's like this is hideous it's comical this is a first cut this is like a soft i'm sorry i love you guys god bless you enjoy your spaceship woof this is not a look that i want and you got to go see what menus look like comical. pull down menus it are it's 
crazy what they look like. They are detached. Really? They're not... Well, yeah, normally on a Mac, you click on... I'm in Safari. I click on develop. And it highlights the word develop. It draws an exactly, you know, a rectangle covering the entire white area of the menu. And it inverts the word develop. I'm, I'm describing a menu on a Macintosh. And then you pull down and there's all the things. But you, you're not gonna believe what that looks like on uh, Big Sur. It's very like um, cyber. <laughs> it's so stupid looking and the font looks terrible and scrunchy. Mm. Ah, bring back Chicago. Bring back Chicago. I gotta go. I like Chicago. You had enough of this? You know, I you think I think it's just interesting because there yeah. is a there is a movement to change things, and sometimes it's changing things just to change them, um, and not because they're necessarily better. And it, I can tell you, even just with Fireside, having yeah. you you know been been building it and using it for a while, that I'm always I always have the inclination to, oh, I'm just, yeah, just going to change something. I'm just going to do something a little different. But I remember I, I, I was, um, I visited uh, your, your town a number of years ago, maybe five or six years ago. And, uh, a couple of the people who were on the Twitter team were fans of, of some of the shows and they said, oh, come by Twitter. And they invited me to come by and have lunch there. So I did, and it was neat. And I got to talking to them and I said, you know, guys, if you could just add like these three features to the mobile client, it would make me so happy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know, we've talked about those things and we've wanted to do those things, but like we can't just add a feature or make a change. I'm like, why? They're like, well, if we make a change, that change is going to affect millions of people. <laughs> and yeah. you know, like that's the thing that that you have to think about is that a, it's really true. One little thing, like to, you might not notice it, I might not notice it, but that third person, that's like their whole thing is that one little feature or that one thing that could change. Ab- it. Absolutely, and you know, like if you think about the the notional, it's always the moms we talk about, but for everybody, you get yeah. so used to doing things a certain way, and then just the tiniest change. I used to see this at my old job where like something that I thought was a no brainer improvement to some workflow and how we worked had drastic effects on how somebody else worked. I mean, at the, at the extreme end, that could be something like, well, it's just easier for us to put out a PDF of this rather than drop this as a CSV or, or whatever, an XLS, right? And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wow. No, hang on. My whole job is based on crunching that data. And if I have to scrape that out of a PDF every time, man, you just made my job so hard. Seriously. Okay. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Uh, and I'm positive. We, I mentioned this one before, but I remember reading back in the time that I hope I didn't talk about this like last week and I've already no, forgotten. Good, don't worry. But there, there was when, when OS 10 was first introduced and it rolled out. <laughs> that beta. <laughs> uh, the beta was so weird and there were so many things that changed. <laughs> the photorealistic icons were so upsetting. You know, this this isn't quite as extreme of a change, I think. It's, in, but it's funny you say that's exactly what I said to Syracuse, really? I think, yesterday. Yeah, no, I said it, it feels like OS 10 beta 1 all over again, where it's like, in the sense of being an utter shock to my system that made me delete it instantly, <laughs> because I was so used to the sensibilities of of the Mac OS's through 9. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think 9 was the prettiest. I, I still feel like System 7 
System 7 is, you know, it's like your first doctor in Doctor Who. Like, I'll always be a Tom Baker guy, and I'll, I'll always be a System 7 guy, because the most important formative relationships that I had with Max were on System 7. You know what I mean? Yeah, but me so too. Then, then 8 and 9, 9 gets a little silly. It's a little little too too colorful in some ways, but, you know, it was still real good and solid. Got a little slow, publish and subscribe, oof, all that stuff. But, yeah, then 10 came along, that beta. You get that beta, arrives, I think, I want to say in the mail. They sent the CD. Yes, yes, and yes. And I was like, what in the hell am I looking at here? And why do I have a library? I do not have any books on my computer. Well, and you're right. And it was so <laughs> different. And you know what you could do? Well, everything should be in the system folder. You where's, could have, where's, where's all my control panels and extensions? You could have the old system folder in OS 7 and 8 and 9. You could take the system folder and put it in your desktop. Didn't matter. Didn't matter where it was. And all Just of a sudden, don't change like, the name of things. Like, paths you know, and sometimes you have to delete your TCP IP prefs, but. I mean, it was a huge change for people and it affected so much. And like, that was it. That's what we were given. Steve Jobs yeah. brought, you know, the old OS out in a coffin. Like, this is it. We're, <laughs> we're moving forward. Oh, that guy. And, uh, you know, and I mean, like, it was a big thing. Are you saying that this is that that significant to you in the way that things are or, or not I mean, I, I can't know. I mean, I'm probably being silly in the same way that, well, but also, I mean, there's, there's a couple angles to this because it's always a couple things with me. It's like, first of all, OS 10 did change and did get better looking and did get more integrated and did get less just far out and weird. Mm -hmm. But I also started using it and got used to it. I installed it three times before it stuck and uh, really borked my computer so bad. Like I said, like throwing out, trying to, I thought it operated. This is how dumb I was. I thought OS 10 was going to operate like the Macintosh operating system worked, which as you say, you could put the system folder wherever you want. Just don't have two of them. Because it needs the name of that to always be this certain way, right? The naming is very important, much more important than the sort of placement. It's like Python and tabs, I imagine. Um, spaces, tabs. Python, spaces, tabs. Please yep. save me so I don't get yelled at. Yep, you're correct. Okay. Spaces and, 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 and tabs matter in Python. They're meaningful, yeah. So, yeah but, so I thought, okay, this is heinous. I want this to go away. I'm pretty sure my old system folder is on here somewhere, and... So I just started deleting folders the same way that I would on, on, on old Mac. Like <laughs> on the Mac, if you had, uh, well, if, <laughs> when, at the times that you had um, conflicts with your extensions usually or occasionally control panels, yes, you could use something like Conflict Catcher or you could just move those things out of the system folder. And guess what? When you restart, they're not part of the system anymore. Right. Unless you put it back. It was that simple. It was that straightforward. And bad on me, I thought it would be that way with OS X. So I just started deleting folders. <laughs> boy, boy, can you ever not do that and expect your computer to work? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Seriously, it's starting with library. Yeah. Library, what is yeah. that? I don't what know is these that? books. What are all these things? This is weird. Um, it's so it's funny. Um, we um, so I okay. So first of all, uh, some uh, real time follow up. Uh, according to the Florida Department of State. Oh my goodness! I sent you a link to this. Uh, it's in notes. Also, state flag, eighteen forty five. That can't be and real. That, now listen, listen, listen. Uh, oh, Optima, interesting choice. Set Optima. Um, oh, on no. March 3rd, 1845, Florida became the 27th state. RIP. Citizens of Tallahassee presented incoming governor William D. Mosley with a flag that flew at his inauguration. However, because of a controversy surrounding its motto, it never became an official state flag. This is the important part, Dan. The flag shown here is reconstructed from a written description. I really, it's so important that I find that written description and whether the orange let us alone 
with the orange background is meant to overlap just slightly into the red of the Mexican flag or Italian flag. It might be Chef Boyardee. I bet this is flying currently on uh, on the flagship boat of, of the Chef Boyardee uh, Navy. Let us alone, says the scroll. Oh, why would they not link to that right here? Oh my God. How, I mean, what, what would the description look like to get to this? Dan, I want people to find the state flag, <laughs> purported to be the state flag of Florida from 1845. Dan, please, where would people find the currently somewhat limited show notes and links for episode 484 of your Back to Work program? Where do they go for that? Uh, they can go to back to back to work dot what? limo. What? Oh, they get just right. Of course they can. I forgot about that. Back to work dot limo. Yeah. Slash 484. I think that'll work. Yeah. That should work. I mean, you know, it's aftermarket. It's like putting rims on your ride, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's called rimming. Nope. Dan, I need to take a nap. Um, That's not the real flag. It can't be the real flag. It's from the description, Dan, and they didn't provide the description. What a great website. If only we had a way to, how you say, link to things. Florida. Mm. Colonial Hills. Woof. So what do you want the show art to be? Do you want it to be this flag or do you want it to be the, the, uh, um, the battery? I don't know. Is this streaming, Dan? Do we still stream? Yeah, we're still streaming. Does anybody listen? Be honest. Does anybody yes. listen? Yes. Sometimes Craig Maud says something. I think yeah. he listens. Yeah, he listens. If he does, he's probably the only one listening. If you're out there, hi, Craig. Whatever you want. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Okay, so the battery penis <laughs> is so unfortunate. And the Texas flag from the description is pretty amazing. I'm going to leave it up to you, but I wouldn't hate the flag. I'm fine. With I wouldn't the flag. hate that. I think it's the flag. Got to be the flag. Got to be the flag. Yeah. Well, mm. let us it's, alone, Merlin. Let us alone, said the scroll. It's funny that when I did a search for 1845 Florida flag. It's the let course, us alone and the improper alignment that is actually not improper. It, it's so important you people go and look at this because it's not, there's no way to describe, well, apparently there's a way to describe, why would you link to that? But I cannot adequately describe to you what a goddamn mess this is. There are worse flags. And I know, skylines and flags, flags and skylines, we like to talk about funny things. I'm just saying, this is extremely bad. Um, and I did a search for Florida 1845 flag. And of course, I get the nice little card at the top of the Google that has uh, these things. And um, where was it? It was somewhere. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I apologize. It was a different search. When I did a search for uh, Big Sur Mac OS, one of the first videos was uh, by somebody called Crazy Ken with two Ks. And the title of the video is, Why is Mac OS 11 Big Sur Ugly? And it's got a picture of the battery penis right in the icon you probably saw. Can we talk about this? Says crazy Ken with two K's. <laughs> how you get, you how you get so video? crazy? Huh? Did you watch that video? What? No. No. No, I don't I don't watch things with, with well, K's are funny. I'll give him that. But I mean, you know, um is is, is crazy with a K different from crazy with a C? I know we're not supposed to be using that word anymore because it's ableist, but like I feel like crazy with a K is kinda different than crazy with a C. I feel like somebody who's crazy with a K is going to be offering me some significant deals on used automobiles <laughs> and wall to wall carpeting. <laughs> I mean, if your name is Ken and you want Ken. to refer to yourself as crazy, you almost have to go with a K. I don't think it's well, an well, option. Grammatically, it would make more sense for him to change the, the, the K and Ken to a C. It would be like uh, crazy Sen. Well, yeah, but people would pronounce it wrong. Follow the signs. Follow the cars. The cash is 
Big Bargain Barn in South Lebanon, Ohio. Cash Ambergy. Cash is Big Bargain Barn. (laughs) Follow the signs, follow the cards. What has happened to the show? Cash Ambergy. Hi, I'm Crazy Ken. I'm ready to make you a deal on discount battery penis with the number on it. (laughs) It sounds like Family Auto Mart. We'll see What's that? You know, maybe you had already left Florida by this point. Oh, I see. But this was one of those, you know, calling it an infomercial is being generous. It was sort of (laughs) a very, very poorly made um, advertisement for a car used car dealership. I think it was used. Maybe it wasn't, but I think it was used. And they had a fairly rotund hillbilly type uh, character guy. <laughs> you're you're so classy in your who description. Would, he, I love when you open with fairly rotund and fairly then cut rotund. straight to hillbilly. He, <laughs> was he uh, wearing overalls? Was he wearing overalls? At points, yes, he did. Uh-huh. And uh, and and the, like a Robert Earl Hughes sort of. Let character. me see if I can find this for you. Family <laughs> oh Auto Mart. Uh, Family there Auto are Mart. still videos of this on YouTube. I I'm recommending you don't watch this. Okay, please, thank you. You just saved me so much time. Please I don't watch it, but please watch this so that we okay, can okay, just, fair, all, fair, you don't fair. even need to play the audio. You can just see it. But this is, this is classic Central Florida. Um. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Whoa. Yeah, cool. Not oh, what a deal. In show notes. Um, Cash Ambergy from Cash's Big Bargain Barn in South <laughs> Lebanon, Ohio. He had, he had several really good catchphrases. Including follow the signs, follow the, car, the cars to catch his big bargain bar. But you know what my favorite was? Ready? Yeah. I don't care about making money. I just love to sell carpets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's why his name's Cash. That's right. It's right there in the name. Oh, Cash. Mm. That's your boy's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he Cash Ambergy? No. Is he Buddhist? Could, is there a chance that he might have been reincarnated? Different. Different. See if he wants to, you know, do that, do that Dalai Lama test. No, we did Lay out a bunch it, of things he, on a rug and see if he picks the rug. <laughs> he, he picked the wrong things. He picked the wrong <laughs> no, thing. No, he picks the rug. Oh, oh, oh. looking glass here, people. Yeah. I got to go, Dan. All right. Just button this up. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. 